All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Forger Path Podcast. We've got a very, very special episode today. I have the Robert Schneider, Essex County Player of the Year, uh, and I'm super excited to be able to get this chance, Robert. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me on. Really excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, uh, so I've known Robert. Uh, I mean, geez, if you're watching this on YouTube, I've known Robert since he was like this. Um, been best friends with his dad since we've been 15 years old. Uh, so obviously our relationship goes back 35 years and Robert's is going on 18. So, um, you know, Robert doesn't remember he was at my wedding as, as a toddler getting held by his mom. So I, I've known him forever. So it's been really cool to see this journey of you all the way throughout uh, your baseball career. But but I think more importantly, just seeing the the leader you become off the field and just everything you're doing in life. So this is just going to be a really cool experience today. So um Obviously, a lot we're going to talk about is baseball, but let's let's dive right in. I want to know, like, what's what's your first baseball memory? So, for anyone that knows me, knows I'm a big Red Sox fan. So, my first baseball memory was when I was, I think, five years old. I played Union fall ball, wasn't t ball, normal baseball, and the first team I ever played on baseball was the Yankees. So, there's pictures of me with my glove up like this, and I got the Yankees hat and the Yankees jersey on. So that's my first real baseball memory wearing the Yankees jersey when I was five years old playing. I love that. That That's the ultimate irony. There's something right in the universe about that as well, because your dad was a Yankees fan at one time and poisoned the well and, and uh, turned you into a Sox fan. So uh, I love that. I remember actually seeing you uh, in that union league over there, which was a blast. So very cool. So so when did, uh, when did baseball become important to you? Obviously like you play a bunch of sports when you're a kid, um, you know, you, you played basketball, you, you did other things you were involved in. So when, when did it kind of click the switch where all of a sudden you knew it was an important part of your life? I'd say probably when I was eight. Um, Cause that's when the first year you can really play little league. And that's my first year I played summer all-stars. And that was kind of like where I got introduced to a lot of my best friends now. And I mean, we had, I think we played 28 games my eight U summer and we're 26 and two. And that's kind of where like, wow, like I'm pretty good. These guys around me are pretty good. Like we're going to have a good group for through my high school and whatever. And the coaches were great. And it was so much fun. All the parents and everyone was into it. Like the town gets by in the little league. So I'd say eight years old is really when my baseball. That's unbelievable. So like 26 and two is just insane. I remember you're talking to your dad and uh, he would tell me your record. I'm, I just would say, like, that's not normal in baseball. Like, I, I actually was arguing. I was like, they should probably get used to losing a little bit more. But I guess from a young age then, did you kind of expect to win whenever you played? Or, or did you kind of – was was there something about that team then that, like, whenever you guys got in the field, you just expected to win most of the time? Yeah, I think the best thing for us is, like, we didn't really know. It was Like, we were just having fun. Like, we were eight years old. I mean, it was yeah. the first time we really – I guess played baseball together and like you played the league, but it was the first time like the best 12 people in the league played together. We yeah. were just having fun and doing whatever and we'd win a bunch of tournaments, not really think anything of it. And then that kind of just carried on throughout high school and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm dying to hear more about the high school experience because again, I got a chance to see you throughout the years and, uh, but I can imagine, you know, walk, walk me through this experience. So you, I'm sure somewhere between eighth and ninth grade, you're doing a ton of work. You're, you're doing training. You're trying to get stronger. You're working on your hitting, you're working on your fielding. You come into ninth grade, you're excited. And then what happens? The world turns upside down. 
and you have you have this season that is just not what anybody in the world expected. So so you know, talk me through what that was like trying to deal with that freshman year. Yeah, so <clears throat> there was a lot of high expectations coming in my freshman year. I kind of knew I was going to play varsity, start second or short, whatever it was going to be. And that team, there were a lot of there were a lot of big name guys going to D one schools here and there. So like I was really excited. I haven't experienced high school baseball, obviously, at that point coming into yeah. practice here. So I didn't know what I was getting involved in. But right before we had a couple practices, the intensity's so high, like everyone kind of can't wait for the season. It's like COVID. We can't play our first scrimmage. Then the season gets shut down. So that kind of stunk. But I mean, it was good for me personally because I needed to gain kind of some size and strength. So, I mean, everything being shut down, there wasn't a lot to do. I got to wait to my garage. And then I was able to hit kind of, I mean, that's all I did really hit every day, field, workout. And then we got lucky. We got to play. They did last dance tournament. So we got to play kind of against some private schools, a couple of games with those seniors. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like stepping on the field? You know, did you, was it overwhelming being a freshman and and you've got junior seniors at this high level of baseball? Like, what was that like? Yeah, it was a little, I was a little nervous. I'd say the first couple of games, but the seniors we had were really good and really good to the younger classmen and kind of uh, took us under their wing. So I wasn't that nervous. I was just kind of playing and like, but I, that was the first time I really experienced like what high school baseball was and how close you get with your team. And like, it's very different from playing in little league and middle school and especially club baseball. There's nothing like high school baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Making the jump from it, it's neat when you play with guys your age, but then when you get in that environment, you, you realize it's a totally different animal for sure. So, you know, what, what was, who were some of those guys that, you know, the leaders on the team that had the biggest impact on you, whether it was freshman year, sophomore year, or just any time coming up that, that just made you a better player and just a better, better team member. Are you saying who were? Yeah. Yeah. Who were some of the guys, you know, how did they impact you? Yeah. So my freshman year, I'm going to say definitely Ben Simmons who plays now, Buck now. I mean, I would be, I was a freshman. He was a senior. He kind he played as a freshman. So he's been on the team forever. Yeah, it was like nine o'clock at night on a Monday, nine thirty, and he would text me like, "Hey, I'm outside your house. We're going to hit." Like, I'd be like, "All right, I guess I'll go change out of my pajamas and we'll go hit." Like, he really, he really just set the tone for me. I would say, um, kind of getting to know everything, and then I'd say really my junior year, sophomore year, my second baseman Copeland, he mm-hmm. was so for the team and put everything all of his personal needs and all himself aside and really just focused on like make sh- making sure everyone's at the winter workouts and lifts and just going to hit and waking up early to go hit and just kind of being there for anyone. He was always positive. Like if you're slumping, whatever it was, he was, he was like another coach I'd say for all yeah. of us. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's rare that you get somebody like that, that, I can imagine baseball is the ultimate stat sport, right? Like it's, you know, your runs, you know, your batting average, you know, your on base percentage and all that is, is very individually driven, but, and I can imagine you can really get caught up in that instead of being a team player. So it had to be really cool to have mentors like that, that actually just were focused on the team and and you guys getting better. And then I'm sure it probably helped you out a lot on the back end when you were an upperclassman. Yeah, really. So, um, you know, in terms of thinking about your teams, I mean, maybe maybe that was the ingredient. You know, you've been on 
and I want to make sure I get this right, uh, two county championship teams, two sectional championship teams, um, I think a couple conference titles as well. Two conference titles, yeah. Two conference titles. So, like, what what are those ingredients you think that that have made those teams so great that you've seen? Because you've had an opportunity to be super blessed, you know, not just growing up as an eight year old and winning those games, but seeing that kind of high school success is kind of unprecedented. So, what do you think are the ingredients that made your team so successful? Yeah, I'd say there's a couple things. First, I think when you always, I mean, even before I got there, Milburn was winning a lot. So, I think you first you start up top with the coaches. I mean, Coach Chapman always, like, he gets his players, he gets the best out of his players, I think, with the way he goes about things. He's really positive and, like, off the field. But then at the same time, you know, if you're not performing, he's a guy where he doesn't want to talk to your parents. He's going to say, come in, come to my office, like, let's talk. Let's talk about how you can get better or what you need to do to keep playing or whatever it is. So I think definitely the coaches, also our assistant coaches, I mean, we had Coach Kropa who would throw extra BP to us literally every day at lunch. Instead of taking his lunch break, he'd be out there throwing us up in the morning to work out. So it definitely starts with our coaches. But I also think us guys, the ability just to like want to work and want to put the effort in, I think was probably our biggest thing because a lot of high school sports is just in that season. Yeah. Baseball is spring, but – for us, it was winter, summer, fall, and then spring was kind of like we'd work out together in the winter. We'd play fall ball in the fall. We'd do stuff. We'd all play club. Half of us would play together in the summer. So then when it came to spring, I mean, we're all – the chemistry on our teams were also always so close. So it was like playing with your best friends in the spring after all the work you've done in the off season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and when you have that – when you have that kind of chemistry that comes from – that shared commitment, I think you get something pretty special. Yeah. So, you know, kind of switching gears, but to get there though, you have to have all the individual buy-in. So, and it only kind of can start with yourself. So, you know, what, what gets you up on a, on a Saturday in January when it's 10 degrees out, you'd rather be sitting on the couch, just, you know, scrolling through sports center, hanging out and getting a snack, you know, what makes you want to go, hit, go work on your fielding, go, go hit the weights. Like what, what drives you to do that? What, what gets you to make that choice instead of hanging out on the couch and saying like, ah, hey, you know what? Like we're in the off season. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, for me, it was always this year kind of getting ready is like how our season ended last year. That, mm-hmm. I mean, we lost in a terrible way last year and that was kind of always stuck in my mind. Every time I get up and work out, I'd always think of that moment kind of and be like, all right, like, let's not let that, happen again um i also think once you get up the hardest part is waking up but once yep. you start once you start working out and whatever it is the best feeling is after you do it knowing that you know all right now it's 8 a.m like i accomplished what i needed to do i got my workout in now let me go enjoy the rest of my day i think that kind of just being able to get up you know kind of when others aren't up yeah kind of that feeling to me it's a little kobe like I'm going to get up. I'm going to outwork while other people are sleeping. Like I'm going to get my work in and kind of get a step ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to that. I mean, a little bit of that taste in the mouth from last season, but I think just getting the jump on the day is to me, one of the best life skills you can get. I'm, I'm always been an early morning workout guy. Cause you know what, as the day goes on, there's plenty of reasons to not get it done and, and postpone it till later. And you know what, sometimes you find that happens, especially as you get, more and more to life. So the fact that you're getting that early get after discipline is awesome. Now, 
And then there's Kobe was another level. Like the fact that he was, um, have you ever read the book Relentless or heard the story about his trainer that he, uh, you know, he, he goes to meet him and apparently it's like, all right, cool. Let's, let's meet at 5am. We're going to hit the gym and, and I'm going to, we're going to go through a workout. So he gets there at 445 and it turns out Kobe's been there for half an hour already. He's just stretched and sweat. He's just, he's just finished his first half hour progression. So he was, there's getting up and then there's getting up. Yeah. It's awesome. Just whole, whole nother level. Um, so, so let's fast forward to senior year, right? So you, you finished junior year, you're working hard in the off season. Now, obviously you're thinking about, I want to have a great senior year, but at the same time, you got aspirations. You want to play in college. So, Walk me through a little bit about what the recruiting process was like, um, because I know it's not an easy one. And just, you know, I'd love to share your story on that. Yeah. So there's, I'd say there's kind of two paths, you know, it can be great and it can kind of be really frustrating. So, I mean, if you throw 90 as a freshman and whatever it is, then the recruiting process is the best thing ever for you, you know, always yep. coach. But then there's like, a guy like me who's smaller and whatever, I didn't really fill out kind of till this year and gain strength. But so it was kind of tough for me at times, but then junior summer, I had a good summer. So a lot of coaches started coming to watch me play and I'd go up to a bunch of camps, which isn't the most fun thing to do, but you kind of have to do it and then they'll come and watch. So that was really good. And then Scranton saw me play once um, I went to their camp did really well and they came to watch me twice and then i did an official visit there and then they called me a couple weeks later and were like we're gonna offer you took a week accepted it and here i am yeah yeah that's awesome congratulations on that i can't wait to uh get up there catch some games and see you in the next chapter so uh so like in that process you know how do you how do you keep your confidence when i'm sure on the one hand you're like I'm doing everything I want to do here. I'm doing all the right things. I've got all this interest in me, but at the same time, like nothing's clear yet. So how do you, how do you keep focused during that time when you're, you're trying to do all the right things and yet like you haven't gotten the the answer you wanted yet? Yeah. I think that's really where my dad, my dad would always play, tell me when I would play that summer, because that's junior years, junior summer is probably your biggest recruiting summer. He would tell me we, it would be club. He'd be like, don't worry about who's behind the plate watching you. Just play your game, hustle on and off the field. If you strike out, you strike out. Worry about the next step at. Like, always keep your head up and just, you know, just play the game you love. Like, have fun. You know, you're, you know how good you are, kind of. Just play and everything, let the chips fall where they may. Everything's going to work out. So that was kind of where I went. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he, I know he's always been in your corner. He's, he's been a great resource. And I feel like, Anybody who's successful, you know, it takes a village and you have to have that team. So in addition to your dad, you know, who were some of the key players that you think, obviously you mentioned has been, been crucial all the way throughout the process. You know, who are some of the other people that have helped you on and off the field? Um, off on the field, I definitely going to give a shout out to Chris Carano, who I do infield with. I mean, I was, I, I was always a pretty good defensive shortstop. But when, I, when I started working with him now, probably for five years, I think, he really took me kind of to the next level and getting all those next level footwork moves and arm slots. So definitely a shout out to him. Um, definitely the guy I worked out with Ron. He definitely helped me a ton, put on size and strength. Um, and then off the field, I mean, all the stuff with you, I really like the 
you know, mentality. I think that's also where I took a big jump, just being positive. You know, it, baseball is one of those sports where it's, I mean, you fail more than you succeed. So kind of staying positive, I think, and having just that confident mentality definitely helped me, I think, this year a lot, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and I think you, you need to have all elements of it. Uh, the physical is so important, but I think the mental side is, is really key as well. So, um, you know, what would you say for somebody that would, that's thinking about doing the Forger Path program? You know, what, what would you say in terms of the feedback? I would say it, it helped me the most on the field from kind of being, you know, it's one thing, your mentality on the field and off the field. For me, it's pretty different. Like off the field, you try and be humble and whatever. But I think the path really helped me on the field, knowing my goals and then kind of being like, let's go get it. Like, know how good you are. Be confident. You know, there's one thing to say, oh, you're going to be the best player on the field. But then I think throughout the program, you kind of learn, like, it's a different thing to believe it. And I think that really helped me and really helped me get to the next level. Yeah. And obviously all the work you put in, in, in all different aspects, not of course, just working with me, but working with coach Ron, working with coach Chris, um, all those sessions, all the club work, all the lifts, it's, there's no one piece of it. It's doing it all together that I think gets you to that next level. So again, couldn't be more excited about that for you. What do you think is your proudest moment? If you kind of look back at your, your career to this point, what would you say it is? For baseball, I'd say my proudest moment actually isn't on the field i'd say off the field right after we had a great senior year we won sections county and conference but then we didn't win states so everyone was kind of bummed out and whatever the next week we had the banquet and i'd say my proudest moment is probably giving the senior speech i gave 15 minute speech in front of a couple hundred people and just to be able to share all the positive like stuff we did that year people were still sad that we lost and whatever but at that, I was sad. I was crushed when we lost. But after that, you know, you kind of got to reflect on all the good you did with your friends and coaches. And so I was really proud of myself to give that speech and kind of turn people's view on our season. Yeah. What was that like to be able to talk in front of a couple hundred people? I mean, it's public speaking is literally the number one fear of people in this country. I think death is like number three. And public speaking is number one. So having that kind of audience and knowing like the moment, how did you prepare for that and and just be able to deliver the way you did? I really, I mean, I don't really get that nervous public speaking, not just saying this because I'm on camera, but I, it was something I was, was so comfortable to speak about. And it came so, like when I was writing the essay, it was maybe eight pages and it took me, I mean, it was so easy for me to write about it because it was seriously one of the best, moments and journeys of my life that senior year with my friends so it was really easy and it was actually a lot of fun just to speak about in front of everyone yeah i'll tell you what i think when you when you love the topic and you know it's coming from here then it just makes it makes a public speaking experience that much better it, when you when it's when it's not coming from the heart or it's manufactured it's a different animal but uh yeah i'm sure carrying all that through of everything we've talked about and probably putting into that 15 minutes had to be a pretty awesome experience. So uh, th that's a great one to be proud of. So, you know, when you kind of think about that, and maybe, maybe this connects to that as well, you know, how's, how's your journey in baseball made you a better man? Yeah, I'd say, I don't know. It just kind of made me, I want to say grow up a little bit. You know, when I came in freshman year, 
I think I was not as probably confident of a person as I am today and didn't kind of have that mentality. So, I mean, competing and just being, having that attitude to me, I mean, now I, I don't mind getting up in the morning knowing like to work and going, I need to be the like better and better to, cause other people are doing it. So I'd say baseball has just kind of taught me to keep working hard. And then, yeah. What, uh, you know, what, what do you hope to take from baseball into, into the next step? You know, obviously you're, you're heading to Scranton beyond that, you know, you got a career in front of you. So is that, is that going to be the most important piece you think you take into the next part of the journey? Yeah. I mean, I'm a freshman again. So at that point you kind of got to prove yourself, you know, to the older guys and to the coaches once again, So just going there and kind of have that attitude and that confidence and just got to kind of try and outwork everyone and compete. Yeah. What would you say to the, you know, the rising freshman that's going to be playing on the Milburn baseball team or, or playing anywhere, knowing what you know now, you know, or if you could go back and talk to yourself, you know, what, what, what would you share with that kid? I would say just enjoy it. Cause it goes by pretty fast and have fun. I mean, it's really a fun four years playing on that team and just keep working hard and everything, yeah. everything will go well. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it's crazy how fast it goes. And, uh, you know, if, if you're like, you know, say in Ferris Bueller, if you don't stop and, and look around, you might miss it. So uh, I hope you you have that same fun when you had to scrambling. You're right. Totally new chapter. A lot of hard work and some wood to chop ahead of you. But if you take that same perspective with it, I think you'll have a blast. So yeah. um, so last question. Right. So so let's say four years from now, you come out of Scranton and uh you keep blossoming as a player, you go to the next level and, uh, and the pinstripes come calling and, and they take you in the draft. You know, what do you, what do you do? I would go, I would go with no hesitation. I, I, I thought you're, but you're, aren't you going to be a man of principle and just say, Hey, listen, I, I can't play for that organization. No, the principal would go out the window in that, uh, in that circumstance. All right. Well said, well said. It gives you some hope that, uh, you know, maybe the Yankee dream where you started uh, over with the union Yanks will maybe come full circle. Yeah, I hope so. Hey, listen, Robert, thanks so much for the time today. Couldn't be prouder of you for everything you've done on the field and more importantly, off the field. And just want to say uh, best of luck in the next chapter. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. All right. Okay, everybody. Um, that's another episode of the Forger Pad podcast in the books. If you enjoyed this, please share it out. And, uh, if you're, and if you're interested in becoming a future guest on the show, reach out to me and uh, we'll give it a look. Thanks, Robert. We'll see you soon.